Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the VA Hunting Bros. Lowell and I are here today. It's a rainy day in late February. And I'm not sure what all we're going to talk about today, but Lowell, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Eldon. Thank you, Eldon. It's good to be here. Try not to nod so much you bopped your mic. I wasn't sure which podcast we were on, but it's always good to be uh, wherever you tell us we're on. (laughs) Yeah. So what were we going to talk about? You thought maybe we should record a podcast episode. Uh, I thought we were going to record the other podcast, but I know. I was just kidding, actually. We can start over. No, that's fine. Let's go with it. It's Uh, about as rainy and dreary a day as you're going to find in late February. In Virginia. Yeah, mid-30s. Muddy is all get out. Yes, it has been. Yeah. Had a little bit of winter the last while. So you've been able to get out and do some scouting (laughs) and stuff? I haven't done anything, hardly. I mean, walked through a couple of woodses. Woodses? Yeah, woodses. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, but... Yeah, I've done recently. I've done some uh, more a couple weeks ago than I have the last couple weeks because we actually had some uh, snow and ice and stuff, muck. Yeah. And we're without power for a while and various things like that. Yeah. But I think I've found some some good things. I guess we hiked together down that one place. That one place, which shall remain nameless. Yeah. We wouldn't want Stephen to know about it. In case he ever listens to this thing, which yeah. he shouldn't. He shouldn't. That would be unfair. Yeah. So I found a, a couple of beds on a couple of points and um, some rubs and so forth. Access is tricky. Yeah. Probably a good spot to check out later on. As the cool thing about this time of the year is you can. But yeah, you can see a lot. Uh, all the rubs are still very obvious. A lot of the scrapes are still pretty obvious, too. You can kind of find them. What's that third rut coming around, no, I guess? Okay. No. But they're, you know, made kind of after leaf fall, and so you can yeah. still see them. So yeah. I think a lot of the sign is fairly relative uh, to other times of the year. Yeah, it's easy, yeah. easy to see. Plus, you can see terrain features a little better now. Yeah, it's when there's no leaves off of the trees. So, yeah, good time. I've sort of been keeping my eyes out for sheds, but I haven't found any. I've been more more scouting than shed hunting. Yeah, yeah. Taking a few rambles with sheds in mind too, and haven't bumped across any. I'm just a terrible shed hunter. <laughs> Well, if you have low numbers of bucks and uh, a lot of acreage, it's just harder to find shit. I guess, and if you have low expectations, I don't know. Then I've seen seen some people shed hunt now, and it's just it's a different. That's true. Kind of ball game. And if you're dealing with narrower strips of timber, you know, relating to fields, uh, hitting some of those buffer strips probably are a lot more. Of a shed-rich environment. Yep. So, yeah, I think we should keep scouting. Probably start shooting our bows some. Probably yeah. should make some changes on that end. And probably should do it sooner rather than later. Drop weight rests, heavier arrows. At least heavier arrows. Something. Yeah. We... Would your buddy in PA, maybe we should go up and see him sometime. See I'm you. going up to see him in a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. You want to take my bow? <laughs> uh, 
I think I need a new string on my bow too, actually. Yeah. We've also been looking at some clothing because hunting we clothing. hate hunting naked. <laughs> it's uh, so cold. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, we we generally just hunt with our standard Walmart uh, britches, and uh, we have a couple other things, but I don't think we've really fine-tuned a good system yet. Yeah. And I hate being bulky, like I like especially when you're bow hunting, being uh, thinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So looking at some some camo, maybe that would be good value, and maybe get the job done. Generally, we're not crazy cold around here, and even if we're uh, out of state, like in Missouri, if it's in early November, it's usually not frigid. I don't know. That first year, it was like 20s sometimes. Yeah, we did have some snow. I got quite cold. We got cold when we went to Alabama, for crying out loud. That's true, but it was like the coldest time they'd have. I don't think I've ever been as cold as I was that morning in Alabama. It was upper teens, maybe, maybe, low 20s, snow in the palmettos, frigid. And that was our first time doing hanging hunts, so we'd haul our stuff in and sweat like crazy getting up the tree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Learned a few things on that trip. We did. We did. And got cold. Yeah, that's another thing I need to... I've done some research on some platforms. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty sure I want to make an upgrade there. But I'm not quite sure which way to go with it yet. I like the idea of like the Predator XL or whatever. But Isn't it's really expensive. Mission, mission platform too that's pretty Yeah, decent. I think Trophy Line, Mission. Um, Cruiser has a new platform. The Trophy Line looked like... Some parts of it looked know, really man. nice, but... Uh, yeah, but the good ones are all in that 150, 160, pushing 200 bucks, yeah. Which is just sort of annoying because that's about what you'd pay for a tree stand. Yeah, even the lone wolf. I right. mean, something like that. Yeah. But hunting with cheap platforms like we did last year is kind of a pain too. So yeah. Well, I, I watched one guy talking about his platforms that he'd been trying, and he'd been using, I forget what kind, but it was just flat, straight out from the tree. And he said he'd been hunting that one with, for three years and ended up with some foot problems because oh, really? because of leaning on it like hmm. that. So he he said it's really important to have one that'll kind of cock down, let you put your foot flat on it. I think but, that would probably be better. And ours... These aren't as quiet as I would like. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I think we could do some things and make them better. Yeah, I'm sure we could. But they're just the nature of how they're built. It's tubing and uh, wire mesh. It's just yeah. a louder. I'd like to... I'll probably keep running my sticks, but I really think I need to get at least an aider on the first one or something with their short sticks. And I'm just not getting as high as I think I should get. Not that I don't like hunting super high, but I did yeah. get picked off a little bit last year, and I didn't like it. Yeah. So I either need to do a better job of picking trees or... I'd like to get one more stick high, or just have the ability to go one stick higher, too. You're running three. I only have three. They're long. Hawk heliums. Heliums, but, uh, yeah. So maybe upgrade our bow stuff, at least get tune-ups and new strings or whatever. And probably a heavier arrow setup 
would not be all bad. Yeah, yeah. Platforms, we got the saddles, we're good on that. Um, probably should add a couple more trail cameras to our arsenal. It's probably, you think? Probably my, mm-hmm. my turn to buy those. I don't you know. bought the last two. Yeah, I think if we could run a couple more, it might be good. Especially just popping them in somewhere in October and letting them run until the batteries die. Yeah. I think you can learn a lot by doing that for the following year. I'd really like to get another cell camera, too. I really think they could be a good learning tool for... It's so funny. You were very... No, you weren't against it necessarily. I guess we... We're so bloody expensive. Yeah, that's the thing we're always bumping up against. But I just think you could learn a lot. You know, just watch how weather systems affect deer. I'm curious about that. Yeah. Time of the rut. Uh, deer cold fronts in October really get deer up and moving. I think you could learn some things like that. Plus, this is the intrusion factor. Uh, if you could monitor a couple of key areas and then, you know, pop in when the time is right, I think it could be a good thing. Yep. You know, it would be annoying if we go out of state, leave our cell cameras running, and then we're seeing a lot of <laughs> stuff we wish we were hunting back here. Yeah. Good old VA. The first time we went to Missouri, I think it was the first time we came back and there was a... A good buck or two that had been on the camera up yep. the road, but it was it was night, so no, there was one daylight picture too. Was there? Yeah, okay, was, I think it was, was it a ten. Yeah, maybe it was. It was like a morning picture. Or Decent something. ten. I forget. Not huge, but yeah. Nice. Well, for around here, you get anything over eight points, and you it's know, a eight points is relative. You know, I hate yeah, you yeah, had an eight point. Yeah, no. I know. It's just. We it's, don't see much that gets uh, above an 8-pointer around here. Yeah. But my point is you can have an 8-pointer that's bigger than a 12-pointer. Yeah. Like but your 8-pointer is bigger than a lot of people's 12 or 14-pointers. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's more about... Anyway, why do we get off on that tangent? It's more so, about score. We were talking about We talked about, about equipment, uh, scouting. We need to do more scouting. I've hit up one piece of public land. I want to do two more in a couple of weekends maybe i have ambitions to do that scouting shed hunting and then i'd like to get over to that other piece that we hunted two years ago and never got back to okay west of here and i'd like i really like to scout that i'm confused but uh, it's all right (laughs) it doesn't matter yeah yeah so uh, yeah like to do that uh scouting you know i've kind of got our hunt club place i've done a lot of the scouting that i wanted to do yeah i would like to do that that uh shed hunting loop that we we've done actually the last found, years. found some sheds that yeah. one year i'd like to do that again but we could probably wait till the end of march maybe when you get back from your trip if, if you I do go. that <laughs> yeah so you've been um, looking out west and possibly thinking about doing an early September trip to either North Dakota or Nebraska. Or both, because, you know, I'm an overachiever, so I'm going to shoot gonna two deer. You're going to whack one, hop up, and <laughs> shoot the other one all in a five-day period. When I think period. about it, that way it's like I should probably just pick one and stick probably. with it. So anyway, we were hoping that we'd get you out to Nebraska where you could 
uh, scout some stuff in Missouri as you pass there. Yeah, so we dropped yeah. a bunch of pins. A bunch of pins. Well, there's there. a bunch of new stuff to look at in in Missouri that we haven't hunted. Uh, it's not terribly. Yeah, we're always pushed for time mm-hmm. because you're you know it's that quandary. It's the first part of November. Prioritizing jumping to new pieces or do you scout and hunt the stuff you know a little bit better yeah yeah so if you could i just think yeah a couple days this time of the year i think could really pay off for me in missouri (laughs) (laughs) no for both of us exactly i don't know it's just hard to even think about well you can look at stuff on onyx but then you get there in person it's just a different you can see things. Better, yeah, and even just driving the roads and just kind of getting a feel for terrain and how stuff is, then you can even come back with that knowledge, and it kind of helps you read the maps better yeah. because you know what it means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That trip is still a little bit up in the air this spring yeah. here, but uh got some mechanical issues on the vehicle I was going to take, so we'll see if we can figure something out there. I still so those, like to do it. Yeah. Those things would, would all, all of those things we mentioned, I feel like would help us be more effective this fall. I still listen to a lot of podcasts and try, just trying to learn, just mm-hmm. trying to learn. And I think about deer every day and wonder <clears throat> if I'm normal or not. <laughs> well, you know, everybody's a special fruitcake, so. I guess deer are my fruitcake issue. Yeah. No. Trying to do some habitat work around the farm, cut some trees down, have done some burning. Yeah. If it ever quit raining, I'd like to do some more. Yeah. Good. Actually, it sort of quit now, but still ways till it dries out. Working on some bedding areas and such right now. Food plots, we generally don't, since we farm here and have soybeans, we generally don't worry about summer food plots. We try to put fall plots in for when the beans lose their stuff that's something we should do a little better about this year we were a little late last year yeah i think much of my problem is anybody's yeah so i don't know those are the things we're thinking about in regards to (coughs) this hunting season which is a mere eight and a half months away (laughs) yeah i don't know these it's good to think about these things now because you get to August, yep. September, and it's just around the corner. And, well, if you're trying to find a tree stand platform, they'll all be sold out and shipping in eight weeks. Yep. Uh, it's not a good time to make some last-minute changes on your bow setup. Yep. I'd like so. to find places that I'm interested to hunt or that I feel like I found this time of the year. And then I'm going to pop into those places really aggressively and end of september and october really aggressively yeah i'll just walk in yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like maybe do stuff i i wouldn't have ordinarily done but i'd love to find okay here's a place i think a buck's hanging out pop in there to the fringes see if there are rubs in there if there are rubs in there you know they're fresh yeah and then yeah concentrate on those like you know have eight ten areas like that check them all out take a day or two or whatever and then go back and systematically hunt the ones you feel like there's a buck hanging out on 
Makes know. sense to me. I think that could really help prioritize that late October time period. Yeah, yeah. Scrapes, edges of thick stuff. Yep, yeah. That's what I'm, I mean, I'm, well, I don't know. That's what everybody says. I mean, everybody I'm listening to, scrapes and in particular, just a, a real thing to yeah. key in on that. But the cool thing year. is, if you find something fresh, uh, 25th of September or the 8th of October, you know it's made within the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You know there's something there. Yeah. If you go into November, it can be a little, well, then you have the, the rut and it's, things are a little less predictable and it's harder to unpack. Like, okay, now well, it could be a month to, yeah. or seven, eight weeks old and it's hard to yeah. pinpoint deer a little bit more, I think. Of course, you have tracks and I want to do, get get better at interpreting things like that, but yeah. that's my strategy for this fall. So if you'd have a magic wand to wave over Virginia's uh, regulations <laughs> season dates what would you do I don't know we've, Since we're talking so archery things. always is open the first weekend in October mm-hmm. I, this I love year the it's what the third or the fourth something like that probably yeah. I've always I've liked the idea of a earlier season but I mean for, for us in particular I'm not sure if it would work I mean, it'd have to be first of September for it to make a, a huge difference. Uh, so in we should the whole the hunt. whole state should probably not. Well, hunt if we can't, we hunt. can't hunt. exactly. No, I definitely want an early September opener. Yeah. There's no reason we can't have it. North Carolina has September, early September opener. Maryland has an op- early September opener. Some parts of South Carolina open the end of August. West Virginia, I think they opened them like the 20th of September. I'm curious what, you know. Like what, all the states around what us What went into the decision to start. We open about as late as Alabama. Yeah. And Alabama opens late. They, <laughs> they open the 15th or, well, I think they opened a little earlier this last year. Yeah. I just, I wonder why, why they Kentucky chose. Kentucky opens the 1st of September. Yeah. Yeah. Missouri opens the 15th. If nothing else, it'd be fun to get on some summer pattern deer. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I don't know. Early. Seems like you could at least bump it up a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't think it'd screw anything up too badly. Yeah. And there's really no reason to end the sixth of. So okay. So here's a problem. Well, it's not a problem depending on who you are. <laughs> so we currently have a six to seven week rifle season. Yeah. In this part, in this county. To our west, they have a four-week, used to be a two-week. So that's a pretty long rifle season. A lot of deer get killed during that time, which, you know, isn't all bad. Yeah. But I don't know if you could. Yeah, I have a longer archery season. You know, we have a muzzleloader season the first two weeks of November that most, a lot of other states don't have. Yeah, that's true. Muzzleloader season is a really good time. If you could push, if you could go bow archery season into like the second week of November, <laughs> and then have a muzzleloader season, and then have your rifle season start the first of December. That could I be. I know it'll never happen, but yeah, I think I mean, that if, would, if you were making if I was the rules, making the rules yourself, yeah, <laughs> yeah, huh. I hadn't really thought about all that. 
Well, if you just kind of get that rifle season a little bit outside of the Basically, rut. Basically, our, our main rut right there at the beginning of November, I mean, I guess it's our main rut. Um, a lot of that you can hunt with muzzleloader, and I think that leads to a lot of... Yeah, and the, I don't, it'll be, uh, I haven't looked, there's probably a way to figure it out, but I'm curious how things are going to be this year, because we have, this okay, so archery season probably open the 2nd of October, Okay. and then, so the first Saturday in November is the 6th, last year muzzleloader season opened on Halloween. Huh. Are yeah, they so going they to go the are they going to Saturday. go with the thirtieth of October? And my guess is they probably will. And then that would put rifle season open up on the thirteenth. Huh. However, if, if they go the other way. If they go the other way, it'd be kinda cool to have muzzler season opening on the sixth. Yeah. And rifle season open opening on the twentieth. I mean cool from our point of view. Yeah, yeah. But Interesting. It is what it is. And then there's always dog hunting. Yep. But a lot of people like to run dogs. It's a rich tradition from our point east, yeah. pretty much. And it's a controversial thing. A lot of people really like it. A that lot can of only happen really in don't like it. rifle season. Um, it's. I don't think a lot of people, it's not the, um, the act of dog hunting that um people don't like well some people probably don't like but it's more the the trespass issue is a big deal yeah with people abusing the system and you know the dropping dogs places they shouldn't or not being as i like i get it dogs can't read but people can yeah <laughs> and i think well especially with them using fancy gps systems they should be yeah able to... Probably need Catch to dogs, really, cut them off. really concentrate on running them only on bigger blocks. Yeah. And Maybe later in the season would be nice, too. Later in the season. Oh, yeah, dogs. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there again, from, from our point of view. <laughs> exactly. I know. So it's a big deal. I don't know what the department's ever going to do because... One thing I'm curious about, if, if you would do something drastic and limit it or make acreage requirements or something like that, um, it's going to really, is that going to har- affect harvest numbers, especially east of here where you have a lot of pine plantations and yeah. limited ways to hunt it? Like you almost do want to keep the population in check. Yeah, I mean you. Yeah. So somehow you gotta work on that. Do you do it by like like we talked about making archer season open earlier? Earlier. Because yeah. um, some of those counties, I don't know. It's like I looked at the numbers. I think it's over fifty percent of the deer are killed with dogs. It might, might That's be higher. That's pretty substantial. They they yeah. actually have some some good numbers on that now because of. Harvest or check-in data. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the questions is, is if you're was this killed with dogs? Killed behind dogs. Behind dogs. Yeah. <laughs> no, in front of dogs. In front of dogs. <laughs> yeah, when you got deer running dogs, and that's just you need to shoot those deer. 
yeah. Get him out of the gene pool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, things that are on our minds. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting time of year for 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 hunters. And turkey season's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the world's biggest turkey hunter either, but you're a lot more of one than I am. Listen to a few podcasts, and it actually opens earlier this year than some years. I think okay. it's Youth Weekend is the third and the fourth, and the opener. That's like, April, right? Yeah, yeah, and the opener for normal people is the tenth. Huh. So that's sometimes it's. 17th 18th yeah, of april yeah. so that's kind of cool that might actually work for us to get out of time or two i before. would like for you to shoot one with your bow this year. yeah yeah i bet you would or me yeah i figure i always figure i need to get proficient at shooting with a shotgun first <laughs> i don't think i've ever shot one with a shotgun so maybe i should start there you know, this is an aside, and then we'll cut it off. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast uh, with a turkey biologist, and he suspects and research some places would prove this, that shooting gobblers turkeys during their spring mating season affects things, affects their, like, they're a very... Um, they, they have a weird structure, kind of a hierarchy. Okay. So it's not as simple as, like, if you shoot a gobbler, the, the, all the other gobblers will just come in and mate Make with the hens. With and, um, huh. and, you know, so actually there's some research that would say shooting a male, dominant male bird, um, affects reproduction rates. In I those, see. So in it can those, actually hurt your herd. Yeah. So some places are talking about moving seasons a little later. Interesting. To try to combat that. That make them a little harder to call probably and some things well, like that. Well, it depends. That, but... Sometimes later in the season there are less hens. You know, True. Hens hanging out with the gobblers so they can actually be easier. The thing is, they, toms start gobbling way before you know mating season yeah. actually happens. Yeah. And so... People get all fired up and uh, want to hunt turkeys, and state agencies have allowed that to happen. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting thing. And, yeah, some places turkey populations have really been declining over the last number of years. And I'm sure it's no one thing, but it could be It could be uh, a factor. A cumulative effect. Yeah. So we'll see. Very good. Well, that's like our second podcast inside of three months, so we'll probably do about an eight-month break here. Probably so. No, maybe we'll, see we'll if, record another one. We'll see. So I guess if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Maybe we'll record one after you get back from your trip. We should get a sponsor. That's what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. If any of you uh, saddle platform companies want to reach out, let us know. Saddle platforms <laughs> and hunting clothes. Yeah. Ha ha. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. See you.